Welcome to Insights Unlocked. In this episode, Liz Miller from Constellation Research chats with Alex Mullins from Figma about fostering human connections in remote and hybrid workplaces. Discover how embracing the personal, celebrating milestones, and leveraging technology for inclusivity transforms workplaces and ultimately happier customers. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Insights Unlocked, an original podcast from User Testing, where we bring you candid conversations and stories with the thinkers, doers, and builders behind some of the most successful digital products and experiences in the world, from concept to execution. Yesterday, I apparently gave an entire to-do list to one of our guests' guests. Great. Yeah, because he kept going, well, Wendy kept doing that. I'm like, well, Wendy, chop, chop, get on it. Like a couple more things, Wendy. And so poor Wendy walked out of here with like a whole new job. Wendy and that guest are going to have a word yeah, at the Yeah, Wendy, end. Wendy, yeah, Wendy's got a She's whole. She's going to be tapping her foot back Wendy's in the back. Wendy's going to need a promotion. That's right. And I really just think Wendy's going to need some more. Okay. Y'all good? We going? We're doing this? Yeah. We're doing this biz? Let's do it. Okay. Well, Alex, you are officially in the HX living room. How does it feel? Are you cozy? Is it comfy? Do you know, we get you a beverage? I think I'm good on beverage. It does feel rather cozy in here. It I is. must admit, it does. We have done a good job of turning this Hyatt into a living room. I really think so. It, yeah. was, it was a little bit about like stealing furniture. Don't tell them. I mean, that's fine. I'm, I'm newly getting into houseplants myself, so I appreciate a houseplant oh, that is still yes. alive. Yeah. Oh, houseplants. So that guy is the nemesis of my entire household. The fiddle fig it? Like, you know, <laughs> apparently it understands that I'm too old to be of that age group where it will thrive. Apparently it only responds to millennials. And they're like, listen here, Generation Xer, you don't need to have this plant. And I bought it from a place that was like, easy is actually in the brand's name mm. with the word plant. No, there's So interestingly, the advice I got when I bought plants, they're like, no, no, you can't buy nursery plants. They've been babied their whole life. You have to buy the Ikea Home Depot <laughs> plants. Get, they have survived. They will survive the you. the ones that have been toughened up. They <laughs> haven't been, they haven't been treated nicely. I love that advice. That's it's, great. You know, exactly. Oh my gosh. Okay, let's get to this. Let's get to this, Alex. Okay, so let's start with the who you are, what you do, and who you do it for. Let's start there. Great. So, I mean, my name is Alex. I guess we covered that so, part. Did everyone get that part? Everyone know uh, Alex? Alex, everyone? Everyone, Alex? Okay. Excellent. Great to meet everyone. Sweet. Uh, I work at Figma currently. I Great. work on all of our extensibility products, so how we bring other tools like user testing yeah. into Figma, also how we take Figma, show it up in other places. You want to bring a Figma into your Notion doc, your Teams, whatever that might look like. Awesome. But that is not where you started with Figma. You've actually kind of made a little bit of a tour at Figma, because again, I said I stalk people. So Excellent. Um, you have been both with the prototyping and the whiteboarding product as well. A little bit? Yes? Is that on your LinkedIn? Oh my God, did you lie on your LinkedIn? Did I catch you in that? I did not, but LinkedIn oh. has the new what tools do you work on feature. Oh, and so it says uh, the tools. Oh, we counted it both. totally looks like... Ooh, I wish I touched all that. Yeah, Can yeah. you imagine? Like, I wish I did all of that. Okay, well, so we're not going to talk about that. Let's just take all of those out. But tell me a little bit more about where you're seeing some of these new points of extensibility, especially with Figma. As this whole digital experience world gets bigger and bigger and bigger, products, new extensions, new APIs, they're making their way in, aren't they? Like It's like every day there's a new, hey, can we add this one to the? Yeah, uh, it's a great push. I think 
when I think about tools, especially I think in a world where you want to keep using all of your best-in-class tools, right? Yeah. I think there's really those two approaches. Do you pick something that's more all-in-one, more of a suite, right? I think some people would pick on like Microsoft Teams for being that right, approach, for right. example, right? Suites Maybe everything is not your is favorite, like the thing, but right? yeah. Or do you combine all of your best of breed tools? Do you combine your Figmas, your Zooms, your Notions? You know, p pick your tool in each category. Yeah. But to your point, the challenge there is like, okay, well, first of all, where do I find everything? And do I have to jump between all these tools? Like, I want to find, we just did H2 planning. Like, okay, great. I think yeah. there's a coda that backs that somewhere. We have a FigJam file. How do I actually find the KR that I signed up for that I should probably deliver in the end right, of the month? Right, right. Um, and so I think we from an extensibility perspective, worth always thinking about how do we make other products feel more naturally a part of yeah. Figma. I would say like, candidly, we started with them a little bit at arm's length. I think if folks have used plugins at Figma, they feel a little bit hidden sometimes yeah. in that little menu. And they're great <laughs> when you find them, but we find a lot of people don't find them. So how do we, and I think we started this with dev mode where it's just a very natural, I want to generate code for this button or this control yeah, or whatever. Yeah. You can use Figma's built-in options. We have you know HTML and CSS or whatever, or you want to generate React. Great, there's a plugin for that, but it doesn't feel quite so separate. Yeah. Like how do we understand your intent is like, hey, I want code for this thing. Can you give me code for this thing? Yeah. And just say like, well, it turns out we have plugins that do that well, or we have first party stuff that yeah. do that well. So yeah. I think that's, that's really the journey for us is how do we make it feel more natural and let you use each of those best-in-class yeah. tools, but with less context switching. There was definitely a leap there, I feel, with Figma, right? Where it was like, hey, we're our own thing. We're our own blah, blah, right? <laughs> right, right? We're over here. But now you're really part of that ecosystem, and, and as the ecosystem continues to grow, it kind of links back to a question. We, I'm, I am actually going to, like, everyone at user testing is like, we gave you cards for a reason, Liz. <laughs> Use them. Okay. So it is. it does tie into this, because I think that, as product and as design gets more complex and as the work that goes into that and work that goes into design gets more complex, where we work, this idea of remote, hybrid, live teams has also added a lot of complexity to how our work gets done, right? So here's the question. Considering the benefits and the challenges of remote work, how can technology facilitate communication and collaboration between teams. Excellent, love the question. I think I feel like it was a little softball for Figma. I'm not gonna like. I feel like I should have asked you something harder to start, but like, let's start there. You know, I'll take the softball. <laughs> I appreciate it. I think I think it's a great push, and I think I want to pull that question into two pieces because I think for the actual act of getting work done, we have a lot of tools that work well in the remote era. And to the point of the last question, we can make them work better together. But if you need to write things down, you can use Notion or Paper or Code or yeah. whatever you prefer. If you need to do designs, Figma is obviously there for you. But I find, I think the thing that's challenging, Figma's now my fourth remote first company, uh, is how do we also maintain the human connection, right? Because yeah. Zoom can feel very transactional. It's like, okay, we have 30 minutes, we have an agenda, right? I saw my boss yesterday, like one, two, three, we we're doing? done. Yeah. Great, look, we got five <laughs> minutes back. Nice to see you. See you whenever I see you. Uh, but how do we how do we remember that we're not just, you know, 300 by 200 pixels or whatever it is yeah. in a Zoom box? Um, right, I think something that we do at Figma for that, uh, that I actually really enjoy, as you might imagine, we run all of our team meetings in FigJam, our, our whiteboard, yes. because of course we do, right? Drink Good your software own champagne, product. eat your own dog food, whichever one you want. That's yeah. right, all, all <laughs> of the above. Uh, and I think something that we do that I've really enjoyed is we have, like in, in my team's weekly team meeting, we have five minutes to literally just show and tell yeah. at the beginning, uh, which is kind of fun, because I think if you think about stand-up, if I think back to like Microsoft, I think it was the last time I did in-person stand-up, <laughs> I might tell you like, oh, like last weekend I went zip planning with my mom because yeah. she, you know, she retired and has decided late in life to uh, do crazy things. And your mom has to become a zipliner? Yeah, apparently. I kind of love that about she's, her. She's also fallen out of planes. I'm like, you can do that part. I'll watch from the ground. I, 
your mom's jumping out of planes and zipline. Yeah. Would this feel needs to be like a whole other Agreed. episode where your mom comes? That's right. I'll let her know. Yes. Uh, but anyways, to that point, I think in a in a stand-up in person, I might have just told you that story. We would yeah. have chuckled. But I think in the digital world, I have a video of this because, of course, you know, I'm a millennial at heart. There's there's <laughs> videos around, uh, and you can actually put that in the fig jam. Yeah. It, you know, it's a nice little. A little way to remember, it's like, oh, like here's what you did outside of work, or yeah. like someone else has bought a Vitamix and is doing everything you can yeah. possibly imagine you might I put in that it. thing. Uh, but how important have you seen that kind of same action appear with designers who need to be able to have that same like? There's a video of your like of a customer saying, "This sucks, I hate it." Yeah. Right. Or this is amazing. This is the greatest thing you guys have ever put onto the homepage. Right. Like, how important is it to have that tap-in capacity? in the space that they're working in, like literally in Figma. Yeah, I, I think absolutely, like hugely important. I think there's always, there's the right medium for the time, right? In some yeah. sense, like obviously the, the flip side of video, I think as you find is, you know, am I actually gonna watch the 30 minute video, right? I think no, there's I great opportunities to like clip. pull out yeah. the clip, exactly. <laughs> but I think when you can do that, absolutely. Like it's a nice thing that the surface of something like Figma, something like Fig Jam or you know, whatever you're collaborating yeah. in gives you. Love that, love that. So, okay. Again, when I was incorrectly stalking you on LinkedIn, apparently, is it true that you were at DoorDash? That's right. As well. Okay, I want to ask you a little bit about that, about that and how it relates, kind of now to how you think in, at Figma, right? Because at DoorDash, that's a lot of different customer cohorts, user cohorts, with very different sophistication levels yes. of how they are accessing and using the products that you are developing. Um, very different understanding of what experience should be. How did that experience of kind of being in that environment at DoorDash kind of inform how you think of how people should work kind of within this world of extensibility? Did you kind of pull some of that in? Yeah, I think the interesting thing working on platforms that was true at Figma and certainly was true at DoorDash is you don't just have the luxury sometimes of a product PM is your customer is one step away, right? <laughs> if I'm building Figma and I'm adding new shapes to the canvas or whatever it is, like you're using the shapes, we have a direct relationship. Yeah. Uh, but at DoorDash, of course, the leap is sometimes multiple steps to the customer because we we provide the APIs. You know, I think the canonical example we always gave: you open the Chipotle app, you order a burrito. To you, it looks like a Chipotle experience. To us, behind the scenes, that's actually a DoorDash driver that comes and get it. Right. Um, but of course, that means that when I'm thinking of the product, like I have the APIs that that do that, of course. So we have to talk to whatever technology provider Chipotle is using. We have to talk to Chipotle. And of course, to your point, we have to not forget the you know Liz who's actually ordering the burrito right. at the end of the day. And so I think that same model is true, like slightly less true at Figma in the sense of there's a little bit less of the like B to B to C than yeah. there was at DoorDash. Yeah. But I think the same model applies in that how do we provide the right, to your early point, like the right hooks for extensibility. So someone like user testing, ideally without having to ask for something specific to them, is just like, hey, like I came up with this great experience, I want to deliver it to my customers. Yeah. And you know that, you know, of course user testing knows their customers probably better than we do. Uh, how do we give them the right, you know, generic opportunities in the platform to build what they want yeah. to build? Love that, okay. As companies are being challenged to innovate faster, really than ever, in what ways do you see design and research workflows changing? Yeah, absolutely. Because it's question. like it's changing faster, yeah. and then we like toss in something like the bomb of generative AI, and it's just like, oh, let's change it even faster again. Right? Of course. How do you see those changing, like in the next year or so? So I think, I mean, clearly to your point, AI will be part of the solution here. Yeah. I think the the premise in the question is important in the sense of how do we 
how do we deliver products faster than ever before? And more importantly, I think, how do we get feedback faster than ever before, yeah. right? I, I work in developer tools where we sometimes call it like the inner loop. I have no idea where that expression came from, but like how quickly can we get like from an insight? The weird tunnel freeway in Vegas for Teslas. Probably. Like, isn't that what they call it? Right? Everyone's <laughs> looking at me like, what? Yeah, like, sorry. I will never think totally of that phrase digress, the same right? way again. Like, we're never going to think of it the same. Anyway. Uh, but no, but I, so I, when I think about like, how do we speed that up? Like we have incredibly talented researchers at Figma, yeah. but as with, I'm sure every company, there are not enough of them. Like if I could put them in right. a cloning machine, I would. Uh, you need to clone if that were ethical. Your, yeah. Um, but in the, instead of that, like how do we, can I take the parts of research that are like challenging but not necessarily as interesting, right? Like maybe yeah. we did 20 interviews, like synthesizing all of them. I want to spend some time on that, but do I want my researcher or do I want myself to have to rewatch 20 hours of video? Yeah. Maybe not. Like can yeah. something like AI or some sort of technology pull out the highlights and say, here, here are the six you know, to your point earlier, the six one minute clips you should watch. Yeah. And then you can dig in further if you want. Yeah. Right. So I think it's all about how do we help you get to insights faster. Yeah. And it also, I mean, I can imagine a world in which it's going to become even more important to allow those insights to then kind of transcend the world of kind of like the pocket of design as well, right? So how, as you're sharing those designs outside of the design organization, right? Exactly. And when you start to ship that and say, hey, C, you know, chief sales officer, whomever, we're going to make this change. This is what we've designed. And oh, by the way, here's the research that proves that it's awesome. Like yeah, it, exactly. it still has to be able to extend to that and people need to be, be able to trust it. Yep. Yeah. And I think to your point to what, three questions ago, that gets back to the point of like, how do I put the right things on the surface at the right yeah. time? Yeah. Uh, right. Okay. Like maybe we did a sales call. So there's a chorus or a gong or whatever recording. And then to your point, there's probably also yeah. some user research recordings. How do I pull that all together? So that, you know, my boss, who's going to look at it, I love her to death, but as, bu as busy as all of us, right. is going to look at it in five minutes, be like, okay, you get it. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and also, how can I mean? I think that's that's one of the powers of Fig Jam, right? Is yep. that you can invite people from outside that your traditional design ecosystem, to, yeah, to play someplace, to collaborate exactly. someplace that feels really easy and accessible. Yeah, and it gives you that kind of 3D whiteboard, right? I think the yeah. thing I miss probably yeah. the most about not about being remote is like whiteboards were nice. Whiteboards right? We had them all I over. Know. Teardowns actually were really great. Yeah, right? exactly. Like if you could do a campaign teardown, it's like a pretty great experience. It's not like nearly as soul crushing and demoralizing as it sounds when you call it a campaign teardown. <laughs> anyway, exactly. okay, so uh, you were an Eagle Scout. Yes. Yes. It's been a while, but okay, yes, I am. Okay, so here's an interesting fun fact. Did you know that only 4 to 6% of scouts become Eagle Scouts? I have heard that. Okay, so it's like only two million of y'all yep. existing since like 1911 or something yep. strange. Um, when I hear that, I think that you really dig problem solving. I think that's fair. Is that yeah. fair? Yeah, I don't. I in some ways I don't know if I knew what I was doing when I was 17 and you know way over engineered a project. I know more about oh. how to not <laughs> were you just, vastly like, over engineer so like, things. But were you now. just like I'm going to get more badges than anyone else? Ergo, I'm going to become an Eagle Scout. Yeah, I think a little bit of that. Obviously, there's the forget the formal name for it, but call it the capstone project effectively, right? You have to go do some community service yeah. in the community. So it's interesting to like find someone that needed assistance, obviously like finding ways to fundraise, uh, which I learned is not my natural talent. <laughs> I'm very happy there are people out there who can work in sales and all those You're sorts like, of roles. I learned. I'm like, I would scouts, just like so to plan the things. things. Yes. Right, yeah, I'm going to yes. plan and build the things. I like it, but like, that's kind of what you do to like, you're paid to be an Eagle Scout now. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Okay. Uh, in what ways can we increase cross-functional collaboration between design, development, and research teams? What are your best practices? 
So I think my practices here are very low tech in the sense of I think it's about making sure, and, and maybe this is my bias as a PM and that my, a lot of my job is having the right people in the room at the right time, but I think just bringing people in. So I think yeah. to, to make that concrete, when I'm doing research, I try to make sure there's always an invite to the engineering team, like, hey, come and sit and listen to a call. Even if you're just kind of silently taking notes, yeah. right? And obviously, like, not to overly stereotype engineers, but a lot of them less comfortable, like, well, I was gonna say, do leading they come? an interview. Like, are, like, do they come the more they're invited the yeah. more do they feel comfortable like participating, or is it because it's an interface that they're comfortable with? Like, it, I find it's a little bit of both. Okay. I think when you certainly the engineers that I see that maybe have a little bit more like PM ness in them, like a little bit vibe. more customer minded, absolutely yeah. will come and listen, and sometimes will even come and participate. Uh, and so I think the key there is it's not force. It's like you don't have to come to one of these things. Like no one's going right. to tell your manager. But if you want to come, no if you don't, tell your yeah, exactly. I think if you don't want to just trust, like we'll also come out with the research report. To your point, have the one minute videos. Right. But if you want to see for yourself, you should come along. And I think similarly for research, right? Like I don't want research just to stop at like, hey, here's a bunch of insights that we learned. Yeah. It's like that's great. That's hugely valuable. But like you probably also have thoughts about what that translates to on the product roadmap. I would yeah. love to hear them. Right. How do we think a little bit less in silos? I like it. I like it. Okay, um, here's this is going to be a short one. Describe what AI means to you in five words or less. All right, I think I've got four. Less busy work, more creativity. Oh, five! Nailed it. Perfect. I like it. Unless you do busy work as a hyphenated, and I, I don't know what the rules are on that. Sounds good. We'll call okay, it. Okay, we'll just call, call it close enough. I do like we that. We can though. ask ChatGPT later. We can see. Oh what God, it says. dear no! Like, please don't. <laughs> like, unless it starts to rap like Jay Z, I don't want to. And I asked it to do that one time. I said, I, I want you to describe why AI projects fail, but tell me in the style of Jay Z. Oh, and literally, what it did was just put yo yo a lot in it. And I'm like, that is not in the style of Jay Z. <laughs> Like I was offended for Hova <laughs> on that one. Okay, last question I've got for you. If you had a magic wand, it can be as simple or as fantastic as you'd like to overly engineer it Excellent. with your Eagle Scouts. It's gonna be fine. Which part of the UX research process would you automate first and why? I think again, it's that part in the middle all around summarization ages. And yeah. I think where we're seeing AI be very good is like, I don't necessarily need you to create from scratch, but like summarizing a lot of content very quickly, yeah. I think is a huge skill set there. And so, can we, can I take my researchers' time, as we agreed is limited, be like more time with customers, great, or more time on the other side with insights, with what do we put on the roadmap? Like, how do we yeah. make your research actionable? Unless in the middle of like, where I used to, like, I remember I had researchers where you have this Excel sheet or whatever tool you're using that's, like, you know, hundreds of columns long and you're trying to draw yeah. the insides. Like, turns out AI is actually pretty decent at that. Pretty good at that, yeah. yeah. If the magic wand could solve the messy middle, that'd be pretty darn great, right? Yeah. You know, that'd be, that'd be awesome. And I love I think, it. No, I, no, finish up and then we're going to, yeah. I mean, I think we'll the last more. thing there is just I love, I love that it leaves room for humans in the process, right? I yes. think there's a very real fear that, like, is AI going to take all our jobs? And I think, A, candidly, I don't think it's anywhere near there. But no. B, like, oh God, no. you know, how do we use it to make everyone more powerful? Yeah. Like, every Figma user should feel like they have superpowers. But we're not, love like, that. you know, we're not yeah. replacing them. No, and I think, you know, if anyone is really worried about AI taking their job, especially if they're, if they're in design, like, go on to Bard, go on to any of the stable diffusion models. Like, I don't care what one you're going to do. And ask it to create an image. And like, so last night, I'll give you the example. Last night I was like, um, two cats driving a convertible, shot from behind, listening to music on a sunny sky. The, like, the cat's head was like turned in like 19 different ways. It yeah. looked like, I was like, that's a cat in pain. Like that cat needs to be <laughs> driving to the ER. So it's never gonna get to that space. But, and then here's the other thing for all, you know, how many guys are designing actively? Like, okay, lots of hands going up in the living room. Um, how many times 
did uh, the project lead or the marketer in charge of that website come in and give you the most perfect description? I mean, the most clear request for any job they ever wanted done. Has that ever happened? I feel like there's a narrator's voice never right. here. No, <laughs> like it's never gonna happen. So like, well, you know, we just don't have to worry about it. Like exactly. no one's, you know, but I, I do love that idea of like, hey, it's the one that solves the messy middle. middle. Agreed. Love it. I love it. Alex, thanks for coming and having fun in the living room. Did you have a good time? It wasn't painful, right? It was not painful at all. And now everyone gets a sticker. Oh my gosh, isn't that great? <laughs> I mean, okay. I'm here for the sticker. You're really here for the sticker. He's Absolutely. here for the sticker. I know, I get it. Alex, thanks so much for coming and having some fun and getting to gossip with me. I love it. Appreciate it, thank you. Thanks. It wasn't painful at all. Oh, and we got to take a selfie. Want to keep the conversation going? You can find the show notes at usertesting.com slash podcast. If you haven't already, don't forget to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, or Google Play so you never miss an episode. And if you enjoyed today's show, please share it with a friend or leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And until next time, this is Insights Unlocked an original podcast from user testing.